0: It's your girl, Kilowatt. What's up? How are you? Uh, I am doing a lot better because I just decided that I am a very lucky human and I forgot that for a second. Um, Sometimes whenever you get to a place where you're super depressed and like down on yourself and you start becoming a fucking whiner, not that I was being a whiner, okay, but I just felt super alone. And I felt fucking weird and nobody got me. I didn't think anybody got me. And then it turns out I got a lot of people that fucking get me. And I was just having a pity party for one and it was bullshit. Because I'm incredibly lucky. My mom is healthy. I have a place to live for now. I have a job. My family's healthy. My kids are safe. Like I'm lucky. Okay. And I forget about these things when I don't go to work for a period of time. Like I need to get to work every fucking shift so that I can get out of debt and pay my fucking sister back. And, um, and I'm going to do that. But today when I was, uh, it was the first time I drove a 33 in like two weeks probably. And I, and I love my passengers on the 33. It runs down McLaughlin up to the town center through 82nd King Road. And it's a a nice little route. It's a cool piece. Like, at the end, I get 24 minutes to shoot the shit. Or if I'm late, you know, minus however minutes down that I am. And usually, I'm not any more than five. So, overall, it's, like, pretty good. Uh, And I forgot for a hot second the things that I should be grateful for. I forgot for a hot second to count my blessings. And as I drove my bus, I hopped on and, you know, I was kind of like in a not in the mood type feel, you know, um, because I was still having my fucking pity party and I apologize for that. Um, sometimes it takes me a little bit to pull my head out of my ass. Truthfully, I know that everybody's feelings are valid, but there comes a time where if it's been so fucking long, you need to stop and evaluate what the fuck you're missing and all the blessings that you're given. Even if that's just a pair of legs to fucking walk on, okay, um, or food in your belly for that day, and a sane bill of health, or even just a clean bill of health, you might be a little cray, which I know I am. But I was, I was just sort of in a funk, and I didn't. I usually like I'll announce a reroute, but we had a reroute due to the farmers market, and I was just kind of somber and quiet, and I like just kept driving because I know like this is the downside to me when I get in a funk like this I learned that I could just pretend like I'm any other bus driver and nobody will fucking like notice unless they're like my regular passengers and they're like whoa what's wrong with you today like why are you all crabby and silent you know or are you okay um, so I didn't say shit and I just started doing the reroute and you're supposed to but I was just like Meh, you know like being a fucking crabby patty and as we're driving around the farmers' market, there's this woman, and she seems like I don't want to judge, but it seemed very obvious that she was a bit mentally delayed and I've been exposed to a lot of people with uh, different like handicaps and um, mental health illness and and just things that you know set them back a bit and it's noticeable maybe not initially but you know a little bit into it and she Immediately got way excited about this dog. And she was like, oh my God, that's such a cool looking dog. Wow. I've never seen a dog like that. And it was cute because she does what I do. So she could have been like on the spectrum or just mentally delayed. I couldn't tell. Uh, But she did have like a few uh, speech impediments. And so I was just noticing. And generally when I notice somebody like that and, and they become really embarrassed that they said something out loud or they think that they're acting weird. I quickly like converse with them and, you know, validate, verify, yeah, validate, um, their statement with conversation. So they know that what they have to say is worth hearing. Number one, number two, that I'm willing to listen because that's what I'm, I mean, I get, that's the perk of the job. I'm just chilling. And if you're going to share some fucking knowledge with me, then that's a win. Okay. That's just some shit. I don't got to go through that I could apply to my own life. So it's kind of like you know, I'm like a sponge of life lessons or even just like listening. Um, practicing listening is quite actually beneficial cause I don't do a lot of it. <laughs> and so, um, she was like, Oh, that's such a cool dog. And then she got all quiet cause there was a few people that were just staring at her. Like she was really weird. And I was like, oh, where? And she's like, oh, over there. And I was like, oh, I see it. I said, wow, that's really cool. I've never seen one like that before. And I said, what's your favorite kind of dog? And she's like, oh, I want a medicine dog. I said, oh, like Beethoven? And she's like, yeah, like Beethoven. She was like, I want a big, fluffy dog, just like Beethoven, like in the cartoons where you get sick. And so this could possibly date her age, but uh, back in the day, and mine, um... Looney Tunes had a, uh, like a little bit of a pilot with this really cool, uh, I can't remember what kind of dog it is, fuck man, it's, it's the Beethoven dog, like you're going to have to bear with me, but that's the dog, and that particular dog would be in charge of rescuing people that were out in the cold and freezing in the snow, and they would bring a maple syrup and warm them up and let them, you know, cuddle them and get them all set to go and get them back to the, you know, the hospital or the campsite or wherever it was that they got lost from. And so she was like, uh, yeah, but you've really got to like, I said, well, that's a big dog. She goes, yeah, but you've really got to like those dogs because those dogs slobber a lot. She's like a lot. <laughs> and I was like, oh my, <laughs> she kept saying that. I thought it was so funny. But then like towards the conversation we started talking about her family and her twin sister that died and we talked about her parents that had died and she talked about her aunt that died who had been taking care of her. And so I realized that she didn't really have anybody. And, um, and towards the end of the conversation, she was very sweet and she was, um, she was very diligent and explaining to me that everything happens at the perfect time, always exactly timed out the way that God intends. And she said that that's what helped her get through all those times where she missed her sister and her mom and her dad and her aunt and like everybody that could help her. She said when she feels super alone, she remembers that everything is as it should be, which is fucking amazing. And she said, I know that I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be. And I say the things to the people that need to hear them. And she said last night, was really cold and I said, Yeah it was. It was like super cold and I almost went on to say, like, oh I had to like turn my heater up, you know. And I didn't say it, I just was listening and she says I had to walk sixteen miles just to stay warm. And and then tonight I walked you know, I watched her like she got off at the Mac station and I was like, Whoa, like that's fucking heavy And then she got off at the Mac station and I thought, Oh well hopefully she's going to a shelter and then I saw her when I was on my second loop outbound, which means she caught another 33 going back down McLaughlin. So she just stand warm on the bus. And, um, and I saw her over by Jennings and she had her hands in her pockets and she was walking and she kind of stopped and she was looking straight down McLaughlin. And then she sort of turned around and she was trying to figure out what direction she was going to go. And I realized that she didn't have any place to go. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. I'm over here having a goddamn pity party because I feel out of place. When this woman doesn't have a fucking place, she's got nobody and she's got nothing. And and she's lost in her own mind and, and it was the most fucking heartbreaking thing to see. And I made a note. I said, okay, if I see her the second round, I'm going to just pull over wherever she is and tell her to hop on. Um, And see if I could take her to a shelter or something. And I didn't see her again. And I should have just fucking done something then. But it just... The amount of times that that happens throughout my day. Or any bus driver's day. Where you see someone that could use some help. You can't stop your bus every time. And you can't make everybody your project. Even if you want to. But if you can just help one person feel less alone or... At least encourage them and make them feel like they're going to be okay in this type of world right now. You're doing a lot better than you did yesterday. If you could just do it every day. If you could do one fucking thing that's kind. Converse with someone who normally wouldn't have a conversation with you. But it's important that you take the perspective that they have. And you apply it to your own life. And you count your own blessings. Like I'm going to my daughter who's safe with her Dad, and I'm going to sleep at their house tonight because sometimes if I don't want to drive, like let's say I have to work the next morning and I don't want to drive all the way into town, and you know, Braylon's got school, I can at least count on me going there, sleeping over, sleeping in her bed, getting her up and ready for school. That way, Brent can sleep in sometimes, and then he'll take over when I get ready to leave for work. And that so far has been a really nice transition and it's helped quite a bit. But I mean, I'm very lucky. I'm so lucky. I have a car and yeah, my fucking tires are bald and, and I'm going to need to do a lot of maintenance at some point. You know, I have things to pay for and, you know, responsibilities I need to step up and and handle, but I have the ability to do that and I just have to apply myself and I need to get my fucking mind right. And I failed to see that I am not alone I do have people that get me. And this is just a fucking rut that I'm in. But I am nowhere near where that woman was tonight. And I feel so fucking grateful and just sad for her. But also grateful that she came along when she did. Because I was being such a whiner. I was <laughs> I mean, and I know that that's wrong to say that. But, like, of course everybody's feelings are valid. You know, and it's important not to get swallowed up by the emotions. But sometimes if you forget what you have, you'll lose it. And it's so important that you don't forget your blessings that you've been given every day. And it's important to pay attention to what you have and just realize that there are people out there that have nothing. Um, and I just feel like really grateful that I had a, like a perspective shift today. So let's call this episode the lens flip and I'm going to go inside and tuck my kid in, but I love you guys and I just wanted to update you on my day. (laughs) Alright, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Have a good night. I'll talk to you later. Wait, I don't know how to do this. Ah, God, I suck at saying goodbye. Hold on. What? Okay, goodbye.